coming up this week. SeaWorld San Diego announces an exciting new roller coaster. Universal Studios Hollywood reaches capacity. And that vacation rental battle continues in Anaheim. Plus later, Mary Jo celebrates the upcoming 20th birthday of the Diz with a Diz Boards 101. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 639, for the week of January 8th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson. Hey! Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, hello there. And Mary Jo Mulata-Willie. Hello! And welcome to... Off season at the Disneyland Resort, <laughs> right? What two weeks? What do we get two two weeks worth, baby? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yep. Yeah. Well, next weekend is Star Wars weekend. Uh, Star Wars half. Weekend. The half, okay, and then Lunar New Year starts. Yeah, and and and, and um, the electrical parade. We actually got an email from Great because next weekend is our big birthday weekend at Great Wolf right. Lodge for yeah. my daughter. We even got an email from Great Wolf Lodge um, discussing alternative um, plans for parking on Saturday night. If oh, wow. you were trying, if you had to get out Sunday morning, because oh, the because the half marathon winter- goes right by the the lodge. Really goes down to Garden Grove. Yeah. Wow. Uh, speaking of off season, I was looking at the uh, refurbishment schedule because all that starts um, uh, now. If you're listening on iTunes um, today, uh, January 9th, haunted mansion goes down till the 19th. Only ten days to change all that. That's amazing. They've got that down uh, to science. Yeah, I it's think. true. It's true. Uh, Jungle yeah. Cruise is down from the January 9th to February 2nd. Um, after uh, it takes longer to take out uh, the apparent, jungle cruise, the fruit, the front fruit cakes. Yes, they have to go fishing for fruit cakes. Uh, wow! <laughs> Once oh man, there's no you can go from there. I'm sorry. Once Hunted Mansion comes back on the 19th, the next Monday, the 23rd. I'm thinking that's Monday. Yeah, uh, Small World goes down until February 2nd. Um, and then we've got a couple other, uh, big refurbishments that they've scheduled. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean is down from February 3rd to March 15th. So like six weeks. Um, Matterhorn bobsleds from February 6th to April 27th. So like almost three months, uh, Matterhorn bobsleds is down. Wow. I don't know what the heck they can do to the Matterhorn bobsleds in three months that they haven't already tried. Um, I mean, it does go down annually. But, yeah, it uh, does. And but I don't. That seems that's a long time for. I don't know what they can fix this time around. The bobsleds. More, more more padding. <laughs> uh, Grizzly River Run over at California Adventure. Grizzly River Run is down for its seasonal refurbishment from January 9th to March twenty second. Uh, uh, I, I abbreviated and I can't remember what I t- abbreviated. Oh, uh, Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. <laughs> The abbreviation looks like a lot like Remember Dreams Come True. Um, January 17th to March 5th. 
So, what is that? What? like six seven weeks and mickey's fun wheels down for a month um february 6th to the march 5th so it's it's off season ish and so we've got a lot of refurbishments uh before we go any further i've got to say hello to our friends listening live on mixler hi uh i waved i don't know that they saw me (laughs) Um, if you want to listen, if you want to listen, I am punchy tonight. If you want to listen live, head over to mixler.com. It's M-I-X, drop the E-R. No, M-I-X-L, drop the E-R. Um, dot com. M-I-X-L-R dot com. Oh my God. Just in case I didn't catch you the first two or three times you said that. Three times, yes. Um, or just go to our show notes page or. Somebody would write out M-I-X-L. Drop the the E-R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and look for us and or look on Facebook or on our, on our show notes page. Join us every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, and listen and chat with everyone else that is listening and or chatting. Um, we always get a good crowd. They're always entertaining. They always keep us honest. Um, and of course, the rest of the Diz Unplug family of podcasts. Where are my notes? I moved them out of the way and now I don't find them. Um, looks like our, our, Slate is full once again this week. The Dreams Unlimited Travel Show is back on Monday. Uh, the Orlando Show goes live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Uh, Universal Show is live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Um, and Diz Pop every Friday-ish. They also do a Best and Worst Show uh, that comes out on Wednesdays. And Daily Fix every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific. And it's January, so connecting with what continues, Michael? That's right, it does. And, you know, we always get a lot of um, emails and messages asking us about book recommendations. So this week, uh, Craig and I are going to share recommendations for books on all kinds of topics on Disney, whether it's on Walt Disney himself, on how to design a theme park to animated films, you name it, we have books for you to um, suggest. So uh, so this is our Disney 101. So tune in to, uh, to um, get our course syllabus. Excellent. And also we got to mention uh, Southwest Disney is coming up very, very soon. If you haven't signed up yet, get the over to the web and sign up. Um, it is happening February 10th, 11th, and 12th in Anaheim. Uh, raising money, of course, for Give Kids the World, an awesome, awesome charity. Even if you are not going to be able to make it, uh, check our website at show notes page to get, find the link to the auction. Um, we are still adding items to the auction, but there's some fun stuff in there already that I've put in and other people have put in. So, um, head over there and check that out. Uh, and uh, where's the link to the early, auction again? Tom? Early and often. Um, I have it on Facebook. It's also in our show notes page at www.disunplug.com. Okay. All right. Any housekeeping? I have a quick shout out. Um, okay, go for it, Major. I should have more shout outs, but this is way back last year. Um, I, I purchased it's a, only the 8th. it's only the 8th of January. Okay. Well, a couple of months Way ago, back last year, yes, last month, um, I purchased a couple of Disneyland, authentic Disneyland candy canes 
And mm. I said, anybody who wanted one on the podcast cruise, all they had to do was tell me very simply that the Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged was their very favorite show. And then asked for a candy cane and I gave him, I gave him one. And, um, one of our listeners, Kevin Ray, that as soon as he saw me, he said that very nice and clear. <laughs> so I was so happy to, he goes, he said, it's my favorite. He said it with just right inflection and everything. So thank you, Kevin and Rob Kletke. Like he actually meant, like, like he actually meant it. Huh? Well, I know he meant it. <laughs> okay. But yeah, no, he did. He said it just like, just like that. So that was really, uh, really cool. And then Rob Kletke, who normally is in our, um, with our Mixler friends. Uh-huh. Um, he also got a candy cane. So thanks for playing. I'm glad they got them. And I just wanted to give that shout out. That's great. Very cool. yeah. Rob is my travel partner on the China trip. The days. Oh, nice. Very, nice. Mm-hmm. Very cool. A um, couple of quick things I noticed in the park. I didn't mention them last week because we had so much to talk about. Um, but and this, this may be not happening anymore because we are in quote-unquote off-season, but they've been using, I don't know if anybody else has noticed this, they've been using the tables inside the Gibson Girl ice cream parlor to serve breakfast out of the uh, Carnation Cafe kitchen. Interesting. So they've got, what, three or four tables there inside Gibson Girl. They've been having, having table service there, using them as overflow for Carnation Cafe. Are those those tables up against the window? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Gives them an extra ten or twelve people they can seat for yeah. breakfast. So um, that's always a that's always a good breakfast, and always uh, say hello to Oscar. Um, oh, and the, oh, oh, interesting. Okay, uh, Dean in the chat room says they use that at dinner time when it was rainy outside because they have the patio. So oh, they, they use that. I don't know. I, I I don't know that I wanted want to eat dinner with people passing through with their ice cream cones and <laughs> dessert. You gotta yeah, love right. the food. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. um, another real quick thing um, I n- was noticing inside the opera house um, in the one display case that has. Okay, so you know where the the big um, map of Disneyland is. To the right of that, there's a display case that says it's like past, present, future or something okay. like that. And before, I think they had, in the future side, they had like Star, Star Wars, um, the, 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 like the, the, the update to Star Tours or something that was like not new anymore. So now they have, um, pictures of Star Wars, the Star Wars land. So they have artist renderings of Star nice. Wars land in there. So. It, and, is it anything it's, new? No, it's not. It's it's the oh, same okay. ones that we've seen already. But for those that aren't, you know, for Disneyland guests that aren't on the Parks blog all, every day like we are, it might be fun for somebody to see. So, But I noticed that, and so I thought I would mention it. Um, before the show, we were talking about the the Diz anniversary that's coming up in June. Michael, you said you were most likely going? Yes. Yeah, Carol okay. and I have. I have our DVC villa. Yeah, we're Very talking cool. about it too. Um, for those of you that, okay, for those of you who don't know, uh, June first is the 20th anniversary of the Diz, which is the information side. Uh, Diz boards was not long after that, right, Mary Jo? That's correct. It's it was just a month or like a couple months, maybe. 
It was, I, I don't know the exact timeline. I do know that it was okay. shortly after um, Pete shortly started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, June 1st will be, we don't know exactly what's happening, but just pencil it in on your calendars if you want to make some tentative reservations out in Orlando. Uh, something fun will be happening June 1st. Yay. Um, let's see. What? Yay. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? Any other housekeeping? Um, I had an interesting time at Universal yesterday with my girls. You can definitely yeah. tell that they are um, not... Bl- well, there's no blockouts anymore for the okay. entire month of uh, January, for the most part, and the entire month of February, for the most part. Okay. Um, for local Southern Californians right, and such. Right. But it was pretty darn empty yesterday, surprisingly okay. enough. The only thing they had a really huge line was, of course... Um, Forbidden journey. Broomsticks. No, oh, yeah. the three broomsticks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the food. Okay, food. Okay. But uh, we actually went. And one of the things we checked out, they brought back the animation of Leica exhibit, mm-hmm. um, or Leica, I guess is the way you pronounce it. It's an animation it's like stop company. motion, right? Yeah, they're the stop motion animation yeah. company out of Oregon, and the exhibit's called From Coraline to Kubo, and if anybody hasn't seen Kubo in the Two Strings, it is absolutely amazing. They're also responsible for Paranorman and Box Trolls, so those are a couple other really fun um they had They've movies. had those exhibits in there before, right? They I remember have, seeing... and they okay. brought this one back, especially with Kubo being, you know, nominated for an Academy is Award. It, is it... Was it in that the, in the, on the lower lot there where they have the? It's on the, the upper DeLorean? lot actually in the Royal oh, really? Theater, right next. It's in the Royal Theater, right next to the Despicable Me area, the Super Silly okay. Fun Land entrance. Um, so right at the okay. end of the city yeah, street, when you is. turn, okay. it's when you um you you know where the entrance to Despicable Me is, right on top of the parking garage. It's right on top of the okay, gotcha. Frankenstein okay. parking garage. Okay, uh-huh. um, as you curve back around to head back towards the entrance. Okay. It's oh, okay. it's right. Oh yeah, there. yeah 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 yeah. Okay, it actually looks like a theater. Like a it actually looks like an old school theater. It's got a little marquee okay. on it and everything. And yeah, because they used to have that. They used to have that in the in the on the lower lot in that that history, that small history. Um, museum thing that they have down there yeah and the delorean stuff so and so this was done up really really nicely um the way they transitioned you from room to room the only my only complaint about it was we didn't get to spend enough time you were actually yeah. you actually had time guides and i think if there wasn't wouldn't have been such a crowd to get in um it would actually they actually would have spent a little bit more time allowing you to like read the walls and stuff like that but they have someone actually guiding you through the exhibit and narrating out everything and uh-huh. and telling you about what you're seeing and and just kind of pacing you through exhibit so they um okay. they have plenty of examples of stop motion it's really kind of it reminded me of something disney did a long time back when nightmare before christmas came along originally was they had up all the sets and the dolls and all of jack's different heads that they used to change out for the animation nowadays they're actually changing out like uh face plates on the dolls the the eyes and the and the lids are all built into the 
the future. Now, how how often do they use that space? You know? Because I don't remember ever hearing about anything that space. You know, I haven't either. So this is the first time I'd actually been in that okay. space. But and I, yeah, we we missed the beginning of this. It's it ends this weekend. So it does. But, and you know what they yeah, told it's me? Kind of curious that if you're a season pass huh. holder and you're blocked out, um, if you tell them you're there just to see that special exhibit, they will let you into the park. Nice. Really? Yes. That's a good tip. That was something one but of the... But then you said the season pass holders weren't... I know. Locked, well, so. I think there's like one weekend. <laughs> there's like one weekend okay. in, in January that they're blocked and one weekend in February. But okay. anyway. Um, anyway. But yeah, they said, yeah, that even if, if they run a special exhibit like that and you want to see that okay. special exhibit, they will let you in if it's a limited time thing. Hmm. Interesting. Very cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, they even had the their um, their record breaking largest stop motion puppet on display, <laughs> which is the the final you know boss of the Kubo movie. You know, t- in video games terms, you know, the boss is always the you know right, the yeah, big yeah, bad yeah, yeah. at the very end. It, it that character's twenty feet tall. They only had him from about the waist up mounted. And I mm. took a picture of Lily in front of him and had, just to get an idea of the perspective sizing. And it, it, he was incredibly right. huge. It was really cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Um, Michael, you have some catching up, don't you? I do. You <laughs> might remember a while back the Van Eaton Galleries. They had souvenirs of Disneyland and exhibition. And, and you were auction. buying all of our Christmas yes, presents. <laughs> oh, that's right. No, but I had recommended some items for all of you to bid on. And, well, I, I know you've been enjoying all your items that you want. But I thought I'd let <laughs> the listeners know what, um, you know, what items, you know, what you actually paid for your items. <laughs> so I thought I'd go through that. So I'm going to start out with Mary Jo. Now, Mary Jo, at first, I, if you recall, I had first started out with um, recommending a Disney Parks tour guide costume because you, you know, you enjoy so much taking folks around to the parks. But I remember that um, you then reminded me that I had also <laughs> suggested you bid on one the year before. So anyway, <laughs> just to let you, so I came up with something even better for you. But just to let you know that that um, Disney Parks tour guide costume um, did go for they 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 recommend they thought it would go between five hundred and seven hundred dollars. It it did go for fourteen hundred dollars. Oh my! I know, and and oh, and this doesn't include all the all the little fees. That's the golden tour, then. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. <laughs> anyway, but then I recommended instead uh, the um, incredible one of a kind miniature Disneyland model. You. We all mm-hmm. know that Robert Oshevsky, you know, he did the whole, you know, Disneyland Main Street, you know, in models. And then the person who was selling, Kevin Dotery, he was selling basically his collection. He made this amazing, you know, uh, setting for these with, you know, all, all these things that lit up and moved and foliage and all of that. And so they thought it would go for $15,000, $20,000. And Mary Jo, you got this at a steal for $27,500 before all the premiums and all that. So congratulations. Are you enjoying that? I am. There is no electricity in my house or water or anything else. But, 
It looks great in the room that my son moved out of. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I just can't afford anything else now. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you can run an extension cord to your next door neighbor, Quentin Tarantino's house, <laughs> and uh, get some light in there. We'll work it so. out. <laughs> yes, dear. Nancy, you might remember that for you, it was there was some vintage yes. um, jewelry, Disneyland jewelry. There was a, a charm, a little Miss bracelet. And there was, well, a charm bracelet. And it was also the matching Disneyland charm necklace. This is from the mm-hmm. 1960s. And it spelled out Disneyland and had Sleeping Beauty Castle on it. Well, apparently, uh, the charm bracelet the, was, they suggested $200, $400. Apparently, nobody bought that. And so, I, I don't know what happened there. I guess, I guess not. Or whatever. But, but the charm necklace... That was going for two hundred to four hundred dollars. That you did win that for four hundred and fifty um, dollars. So congratulations you. there. You know, for Tony, I had recommended that for he and his son Andrew as sort of a, a bonding, you know, moment in their um, little, you know, man cave. Uh, <laughs> the Indiana Jones, um, the pinball adventure, custom modified yes. pinball machine, and. And and this had just, they had added all kinds of things to it, special, you know, backboard lights and a moving propelled biplane, enhanced sound and more. And it came with a little um, stand, a, a step stool that was also Indiana Jones themed. They recommended uh, $7,000 to $9,000 as the bid. Uh, Tony got this for $12,500. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I'm wow. hoping he and Andrew really um, enjoyed that, playing that together. They, they, they better charge more than a quarter to play that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, Tom, for you, of course, knowing how much you enjoy your, your aperitifs and your um, cocktails, I had recommended for you the Club 33 assorted barware set. Again, it was um, vintage 1980s with the the better Club 33 logo. Vintage 80s, okay. Yes. Um, anyway. Is that like classic well, rock? Yes. yes. And so this was... Uh, the, anyway, the, the set was in very good condition. It had glasses all ranged in size from um, one 1.5 inches all the way to the 3-inch tall shot glass to the, you know, all types of wine glasses and all that. Um, that set, uh, they, they recommended 400 to $600 roughly. That set went for $700. I hope you're enjoying those um, martinis in that. <laughs> I, I had thought that for um, Christy, she might enjoy the matching um, Club 33 Disneyland 9-piece set and a dish set set. And that they thought would go to 500 to $700. Um, that went for... Uh, only $425. Wow, bargain. Which was surprising. Yeah, I hope she's enjoying, um, you know, putting in the beanie weenies and all that on there. <laughs> and, um, and, of, and of course, for me, uh, I went for the Club, uh, Disneyland Mark 7 Gertini Utopia vi- um, vehicle. This, of course, was a Disneyland um, Utopia vehicle from 1967 to 1999 that was modified to basically be a, um, a <laughs> it was basically to be a, a custom made um, minibar. 
So it still had working head and tail lights, but where the engine would be was basically a big ice chest. It had <laughs> a plate that was mon- that was um, autographed by uh, by um, Bob Gurr himself, and th- that they thought would be between seven thousand and ten thousand dollars. That went for I got that at a steal for seventeen thousand dollars. Oh, not in- not including shipping, of course. So <laughs> anyway. So, so I hope everybody enjoys. Is Nancy picking that up for you? <laughs> yes, that's right. It's, it's in your living room yeah. right now. <laughs> so I hope you all in, enjoy all your items. I'm sure there's going to be another Van Eaton Galleries. Yeah, it seems like soon. a couple times a year lately. I know. Anyway, so that was fun. That was yes. fun. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Like Anything else on housekeeping? Mary Jo and I went on Soren again <laughs> around and? around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, did I, what did I say afterwards? I'm yep. liking it less and less. Yeah, you said every time you go oh, on it, really? you like it less and less. And I said every time I go on because it, I like I, it. Go ahead. Because I like, I, I notice more, more, I'm sorry, I notice more and more CGI stuff every time I, because so, now I'm looking for it. I'm like, okay. There's no way that polar bear would stand on its back feet nope. just at the right time. As Did the, I as not the say that? Down. It's like, come are on. You, are, you te- are you telling me that killer whale isn't? <laughs> they did not <laughs> have not a partnership real. with SeaWorld. They didn't for jump that bad at boy. just the right moment. SeaWorld, right? It's not Tilikum. Huh. <laughs> anyway. All right. Any other housekeeping? Yeah, but you liked it less and less. I like it more and more. Yeah, I just I know. okay. The scene you didn't want to say that. I mean, because no. I already had that the first time Nancy and I saw it. We were so disillusioned by everything. We were oh, so distracted yeah, yeah. and and everything. I guess I could only go up <laughs> from that first right. experience. There you go. Nice, yes. But uh, but sitting in this, sat in the front row. So, yep, front, middle, front and yeah. center. So they, that they, was they're fun. starting to roll their eyes though when people ask that. <laughs> Make a better yeah, well, product. They should have created exactly. Yeah, they should have created a show not, that they unfortunately fault, have to pay yeah. the price for the Imagineers not making a better product. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's head over to me with the news. Speaking of SeaWorld, uh, we kind of alluded to this last week or, or hoped for something last week. Uh, SeaWorld San Diego has begun its move away from Shamu and toward more thrills with the announcement of a new roller coaster coming in 2018. The Electric Eel. Woo-hoo. Is it slippery? Um, includes loops, twists, and a, yeah, and a 150 foot ascent. Also includes an inverted roll. That will give guests an upside down nice. view of Mission Bay. Uh, the, it will have a couple different launches. It will go forwards and backwards and it will top out at 62 miles per hour, allegedly. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a fast one. Um, of course, special lighting effects, sound effects to make it more electric. Um, this is going to be over in the uh, Ocean Explorer area that uh, set to open this year. Um, and, of course, they're going to add an eel tank to go along with that. Ocean Explorer is going to be like the – I think it's like the interactive area, but there's also going to be a – wasn't there like a um, 
was going to be a uh, like a fake submarine or something, just a little tram thing that goes around it. Uh, so that's set to open 2018. We were talking last week about the uh, California Coastal Commission um, banning anything over a certain height. Um, apparently, we were partially right. Um, there actually are areas within the park that are set aside for taller things. So they were able to put this in, in that kind of, that, that kind of a place. And so they are able to do a huge roller coaster in San Diego. So that's kind of cool. I don't know that I'll go and ride it, but at least it's, it's something to bring guests to SeaWorld. I think so. People in San Diego tend to get the annual pass for SeaWorld and then that will bring back the repeatability for for yeah, those exactly. fo- for the local. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. All right, heading up the highway to Hollywood. Last Monday, Universal Studios Hollywood broke attendance records and was forced to close its gates for the first yep. time in the park's history. Uh, experts estimate the attendance was 40,000, which is seems like nothing in Disneyland numbers, but 40,000 when the gates were closed just before noon. Um, the, I think it was the LA Times, figured that average park attendance is usually, if they, they took like the total attendance and divided it by the number of days and got to 20,000. So 40,000 is, is rough. Um, waits that afternoon ranged from 25 minutes to, for Jurassic Park to 120 minutes, which actually is nothing wow. for Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. So two hour wait for Harry Potter? Yeah, that doesn't seem for for, for those of us like, that are right for Disneyland vets. That's yeah, yeah. Not, not all not that bad. But I wonder how still. the front of the line pass was impacted though, because I'm I'm pretty I bet you that a lot of people purchased that pass, or do yeah, they have they a cut off? After. Okay, I'm sure they do. They'd have to. Oh, they would have to. But it's good to see that Universal Studios is getting a little bit of love after not not. Um, Seemed like not a good 2016 with the, with the ticket issues they were having. Well, if you think about it, you know that was the first day the blockouts weren't in effect for everybody. Is that what so okay. yeah, so that puts uh, everybody back okay. to getting in. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. The ongoing controversy over short-term rentals in Anaheim has flared again as residents are angry over recent tweaks the city council has made to the ban that they passed last June. Uh, just to catch you all up, if you if you haven't been paying attention, and I'm sure our listeners have, but um, in recent years, uh, online services like Airbnb um, have um, done lots and lots of business in the Disneyland area. Um, so much to a point that some residents were showing up at city council meetings and complaining that there were too many rental homes in their neighborhoods. So last June, council members um, passed a ban that would give rental owners 18 months to uh, phase out their businesses. And of course, immediately there was a backlash. Um, Airbnb filed lawsuits. So they backed off a little bit and decided not to enforce some of the, the, the things holding the websites liable. So at their December 20th meeting, 
the council members unanimously approved amendments to the ordinance banning the rentals, striking sections that require guests and owners to provide immediate access to code enforcement, and extending the deadline for some owners to phase out their businesses. So, um, and of course, uh, residents who attended the meeting felt blindsided um, that they would council members would remove remove those regulations i think didn't we speculate last week how tom how mayor tate felt about this and now we know uh uh janine robbins who is a uh, activist and who attends every council meeting uh says in my opinion there's there's currently very poor enforcement on the on the current short-term rental ordinance and the fact that they want to water it down even more infuriates me. Um, cities around the country are suing Airbnb and they're winning, and yet Anaheim is backing down. So, um, currently all short-term rentals must cease operations by February 18th, 2018. So we'll see how that continues to play out as we watch and wait to see. Whew, that was fun. All right, uh, time for... <laughs> That's like politics, to get your blood going, huh? Right? That's, I hate politics. I mean, especially local politics. Oh, my God. Uh, but, you know, if if Anaheim's the only city that's banning it, um, stay in Garden Grove or, you know, stay in Buena Park or, or somewhere else. I mean, it's not... You know, I'm sure they'll take your tax money. I'm sure they will. Yep. All right. Time for rapid fire. Let's have Mary Jo go first. Okay. Well, coming up at the Disneyland Resort, well, actually both parks, but we were focusing on the Disneyland Resort. They've got (laughs) some new, yeah, uh, some new hidden Mickey pins that are coming out, which are pretty cool. So they have the smiling Disney villains. They have the fruit icons, which I I don't know why they would choose fruit icons, but the fruit icons in the shape of Mickey with hidden Mickeys in them. They have attraction icons, which are pretty cool. They kind of look like emojis for the attractions. They have various signs. Well, um, like for the restrooms, which is kind of cool with hidden Mickeys. Walt Disney's The Jungle Book characters and some chaser pins that are going to be coming out in 2017. So they say start looking. Check out the uh, different lanyards and you'll be seeing them come out. Oh, so these are only tradable, or are they uh, for sale? They're for sale, too, but they said you'll start seeing them on the lanyards. Cool. Oh, well, you know what? They said they'll be available for trade from cast members, so... Yeah, the Hidden Mickey ones are sorry. for trade, I think. Yeah, they're for trade. So that kind of encourages people to bring their own pins or buy pins that they can mm-hmm. trade, right? But they look really cool. There's, I think they're going to mob cast members for yeah. some of these. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. I will go next. Um, not very Farm news. Uh, beginning January 9th, which is today if you're listening on iTunes, and continuing through March 5th, Knott's Berry Farm and Susan G. Komen, Orange County, are working together, this is the fourth year, to raise money for breast cancer awareness services and research by offering special pink tickets. Mm. And commemorative Knots for the Cure t-shirts. Uh, t-shirts are on sale now 
Um, they don't have the pricing yet for the tickets, but is it is usually a savings, especially over uh, ticket booth pricing. So if you're heading to Knott's Berry Farm, head to their website and buy your pink ticket in advance and get a little bit of a savings and help raise money for um, Susan G. Komen. Um, Nancy. Okay, you know, some of our folks um, head on up and stay in Hollywood, stay around Universal Studios. Um, certainly the Universal Studios hotels, the Sheridan and the Hilton that are in walking distance of CityWalk, pretty much over a little bridge, and there you are. Um, folks who are staying overnight need something to do, and CityWalk has tons of great stuff to do overnight, or later into the evening, including its brand new redesigned... Um, Universal um, AMC theater. They basically turned the whole theater into a, into what we know as prime theaters. Um, for those of us who have AMCs in other parts of the country, where they've maybe fixed up like one of the maybe one of the theaters and not all. Um, I know we have one of those in Burbank where they just did one um, and charge extra Uber bucks for it. Well, this time the <laughs> whole cinema is now. Um, uber bucks um <laughs> they um they have redesigned all 18 auditoriums with reserved deluxe power reclining seats so when you book your movie you're going to be asked to pick a seat um they all have the dolby atmos multi-dimensional sound the christie rbg laser projection um and then they also have a seven-story IMAX with laser, L-A-S-E-R. It's a branding name. Um, it's a next-generation IMAX dual-fork laser projection and 12-channel sound theater, um, which also has reserved seating. And then they have um, what they call the Director's Lounge. It's a new upscale bar providing pre- and post-movie-going fun, as they like to say in their thing. Basically, if uh, anybody else has gotten an AMC bar... Um, attached onto their AMC theater. Um, it's probably a bit like that. Um, I haven't been in there yet. I was going to try and take the kids to go to the movies, but um, didn't happen yesterday. Um, they do have a 360-degree experience checking out the new lower lobby, upper lobby, and one of the auditoriums on their website. And... Um, they have senior ticket pricing for, it's not like everywhere else in the country where AMC has like the, you know, rush hour show and all that. Um, they only do uh -huh. senior discounts, child discounts, and student tickets. Rush hour show? What's a rush hour show? You've never had a rush hour show? Oh, it's no, where they do, it's show. where they do special pricing between four and six. So no, instead we, of, we have driving like matinee home, pricing, but we don't have, yeah, we don't have, yeah, they use. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so different parts of the country have different um, pricing, pricing strata. Hmm. Um, we had that in Missouri, and lo I loved it because you know if you got out of work hmm. at three thirty, you could hit a, a five o'clock right. movie and do dinner later. Um, oh, and keep in mind that children under six are not admitted into R-rated films starting at or after six <laughs> p.m. And feature presentations start 15 to 18 minutes following published showtimes. That is like one of the first times I've ever seen that actually seen, right. put on yeah. a website. <laughs> anyway, they don't, the, the IMAX does not have recliner seating. Um, now here's an interesting kicker. Um, the movie theater is actually one of the places that, um, gives you a rebate for your general parking. 
because uh, you have to pay to get into oh, City right, Walk, right, right. and it's twenty dollars for general admission parking. Um, that'll put you usually in the Jurassic lot or the ET lot. Um, but movie parking is five dollars. You get a rebate at the theater box office with purchase of a movie ticket and general and showing your general parking receipt. Hmm, interesting. So there you go. Very cool. So check now, out a movie like, if you're staying. Yeah, they're they're starting they're starting to renovate some of our theaters to having like the recliners and stuff in it. Um, but they aren't at this point like jacking up the prices yet. So I'm I'm sure they will, but. Oh, a movie goes from like twelve to eighteen or twelve to twenty. Yeah, see, it, yeah, here. it's not that high here yet. Yeah, they one of our theaters, the theater in we have two theaters in our town, and one is just a standard, like a century theater, and the other one is they've decided they're going to be the high end theater, and they've put in these gorgeous. It's like what Nancy's saying: these beautiful leather seats and mm-hmm. uh, top sound and all that. But they. They've not raised their prices. They then opened a second theater, and that is one of those dine-in theaters, and it has the big lounge, and it has the the reclining seats and, and all that, and great restaurant, best Monte Cristo sandwich I've nice. ever had, <laughs> including Disneyland's. And uh, and they their movie tickets are maybe only a couple of dollars more, and it's absolutely worth it. Yep. Do we do we ever see something like this coming to Downtown Disney? I mean, how how well does that theater do? I've seen a movie there once, I think. Those theaters usually do pretty well, and and a lot of people I like think so. reserved seating because you know there's nothing worse than you know if you get snagged getting to your movie theater late and then you know having yeah. to sit way on the ends or way in the back or whatever, you know, because that's all that's left. And not knowing that's all that's left. <laughs> right. But I think, I mean, they need to do this with Downtown Disney because that movie theater is getting behind the times. They've upgraded the one in Orlando to even include a dine-in. And, yeah. you know, really kind of should do something akin to that. I just don't know if either they think they can't afford the, you know, the delay or the time off. or. Right. I don't know. I mean, they managed to do it in Orlando, and surely our downtown Disney right. cinema isn't that. I'm sure they'll I mean, do it in the downtown Disney. I go there. I go to the movies there a lot, and it's the it gets a good crowd. Isn't there a parking lot right behind that? I think that's like where they have the um, rental cars and stuff. Couldn't they use some of that if they needed to expand? Actually, that's self-parking for um, the Grand Californian. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, so I was wondering what parking you were talking about, but yeah, that's the self-park. They could, they, could, they could take some of that. Well, I mean, they're gutting. The Grand doesn't. They're gutting existing theater space, and they're just putting fewer seats yeah. in the theater. Yeah, true. But if they wanted to, like, add like an IMAX or something like that, they could go back there. Probably. I mean, it is just yeah. parking. Anyway. Yeah, it's just parking. Come on. Californians, they don't love their cars. All right. Thank you, Nancy. <laughs> Michael. Well, it's another month and new activities at the Walt Disney Family Museum up here in Northern California in San Francisco's Presidio. Their films of the month, they are continuing Pinocchio, even though the exhibit has ended its run. 
And you can also see one of my favorites, the absent-minded. Oh, I love that movie. Mm. I know, isn't it, it great? Is. Uh, the, the, all those little B movies that Disney did was so much fun. It's Fred McMurray. Yep. Uh, they have another exhibition, a small exhibition opening up in their lower lobby. It's a 1960s uh, movie poster exhibit. And, you know, that was, you know, when Peter Max, Google yes. him, kids, was at his rage. So, you know, so it's funny to see all the new, you know, how like Fantasia in the 60s. Mm-hmm. They definitely knew their target audience in the 60s and, and what folks were doing in that theater to enjoy the film and uh, and all that. So that's it's a nice little exhibit that's in there for now. In their studio series. Uh, they're, they are now providing gesture drawing classes. This is Saturday, January 21st. For They, they do have for um, one for youth, 7 to 17, and then another session for um, folks 18 and older. And gesture drawing is used to gain an understanding of how just a few lines can suggest posture and mood. Reminds me of um, what we talked about with Tyrus Wong mm-hmm. last week. Learn to simplify your drawings in order to capture silhouette in a matter of seconds and spend more time transforming those lines into a fully realized character. So anyway, this is Saturday, January 21st. The talk and there's a screening on Saturday, January 28th. And this is friend of the Diz, Roly Crump. They are going to be screening a new documentary of Roly, The Whimsical Imagineer. (laughs) And folks who are not familiar with Disney legend Roly Crump, he was an animator and an Imagineer at for Walt Disney. Uh, he was one of the original Maz- Imagineers at WED. He did work on several Disney classics, including Peter Pan, Lady and the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, and 101 Dalmatians. And you may remember from our interview with Rolly, it was 101 Dalmatians and drawing all those little spots that made him realize he did not want to be an animator. <laughs> Excuse me. As an Imagineer... He worked on some of our favorite attractions, including the Haunted Mansion, the Enchanted Tiki Room, and It's a Small World. So they're going to screen his new documentary, and then they're go- there's going to be a discussion with the film's producer and director, Ken Kibo, and Roly Crump's son, who is also an Imagineer, Chris Crump. There's also a special event coming up, the Taffy, T-A-F-I, um, and that is the uh, a Teen Animation Festival International. And the Walt Disney Family Museum um, showcases this festival. So if you are um, an artist between the ages of 13 and 19, you can start submitting your um, your art to this from now through March 17th. This is a unique and lively animation festival, and it is designed specifically for teens. And it's in its fourth year. So they're welcoming entries all around the world, and this festival provides all participating teen animators with educational and collaborative opportunities. It's a chance to win awards, including trophies, film and animation studio tours, and museum memberships. So you can get more information guidelines on this by going to the website waltdisney.org slash T-A-F-I. And for more information about any events at the Walt Disney Family Museum, including hours, ticket prices, and the purchase tickets to everything I just talked about, um, just go to waltdisney.org. Very cool. Thank you, Michael. Mm-hmm. 
Alright, for those of you listening live, be sure to stick around for our discussion of the Dizboards. That is going to do it for this segment of the Design Plugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Design Plugged podcasts this week. And of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.